We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, only one tonight, Nate Green. Nate Green, how are you doing? 4-0 this weekend, 4-0 against Little League teams again. Once you get into league, you'll realize that the NAIA is not this easy, and this is why Vanguard is always ranked really high, because you guys play Little League teams. Tell, pick, to play. Normal teams. We've had the same schedule as you guys so far. So, I mean, for the most part, we've been playing the same schedule as you guys. But it was fun. We got to play in the Angels minor league field this weekend in spring training. No no Angels there. But uh, there were some minor leaguers there, of course. But, um, yeah, really fun to be on on the on that field. And it would have been uh, really cool to do a live podcast from there. That would have been awesome. But we, we did decide to take a break since I was gone for a couple days and got back early this morning, but uh, congratulations to the Rams. Yes, let's start that off now. Um, the Big Brother podcast, the Sister podcast, whatever you want to call it, um, Rams Talk. Congratulations to you guys, our CEO founder of Talking Halos, Derek Ciapala. Those who have listened to this podcast for a, a while know him, know him well, has been on, was the host well before me, created Talking Halos. I believe he also created Rams Talk as well. Um, congratulations to the Rams, congratulations to everybody that's a Rams fan that listens as well. Um, didn't really grow up watching too much football, just a little bit like I like certain players. Like I'm a big Tom Brady fan. Those of you who know me know that I do like Tom Brady. I think he is just a specimen. I wouldn't really say that you know, he's great. I'm just kidding. He, is. he wins. He's a specimen. He wins. He's a specimen. He wins. He finds a way to win. So that's actually a fantastic starting point here. And as you guys all know, you know, I like to start this podcast off with a question. Question for you, Nate. Simple one, maybe. Goodell or Manfred? I can't believe it. this is an insult to Roger Goodell. I think you owe him an apology for even mentioning him in the same sentence as Rob Manclown. Um, 
yeah, I, I think that this one is a no-brainer. Uh, Goodell has been great for the NFL. He's really done a, a great job um, trying to make the game safer, but also more entertaining. He does a really good job of, of making allowing guys to market themselves, and, and he does a great job of marketing the NFL and, you know, allowing batting to happen and, and things like that. He's just done a really good job with – um, with the, the main core issues, and he's really stuck to the main core issues. He has not tried to change the game that much. You know, maybe a little tweak here to overtime, a little tweak here um, to, to interference, things like that. But, yeah, he has not gone in and said, all right, I'm going to change the entire way the NFL works, and I'm going to um, just be a complete jerk to work with. Oh, 100%. Like, you, you look at it and, like, I, I understand why, man, why Goodell was disliked at first because it was like we're changing the game, you know, and, like, that's not something that you want to do is, um, is change the game. But when you look at the NFL, the NFL it almost felt like needed to be changed in a sense. And you look at Major League Baseball and it's like, yes, there are things that need to be changed, but nothing that Rob Manfred has changed needed to be changed in a sense, you know, like universal DH, that's fine. You know, we're cool with that. Like there are going to be the traditionalists that don't like it. Um, but I, I think that in the end of the day, it creates more offense. Like if, if you wanted to create more offense, the first thing you got to do is just bring the DH to the NL right away. You create more offense, you know I mean? Like it's that simple. <laughs> um, you don't need new balls. You don't need to stop testing for steroids. You don't need any of this stuff. You don't, you don't need to take the sticky stuff away from pitchers. You just need to bring the DH to the NL. You're going to increase your runs by, I don't know what, 200 a year on it. I don't know if it's actually that much. It probably will be. I'm probably going to be 400 more runs this year. I don't know. It's kind of interesting to think about that. But, um, but yeah, super interesting. Um, it was, I guess, kind of like a hypothetical question too because Goodell was hated at first. Like you, you look at it and a lot of people dislike what Goodell was doing. But Manfred like has never been liked, will never be liked. And like, you know, it just continues. Like there hasn't been one, like, can you think of one good thing that Manfred has done? Like, I, like, I, I, you can't think of one thing, like, and you can't even put like the universal DH on him either, because that's something that's been talked about for years. Like at least with, um, at least with my C league, like C league actually did stuff to the game to help it out. You know, like Manfred is just doing the exact opposite to make the game like, I don't know, like there, this man, Rob Manfred is the reason why the, the MLB is in a lockout right now. Like there is no, no other reason to that. Like you can blame the owner. Sure. But like the decisions that Manfred has made down the road is, is, has ultimately come down to this. And I know that he represents the owners and the owners and, and Manfred are the same basically, but it's just not a good representative to have. The only way that uh, people will start to uh, appreciate Manfred is when he allows himself to uh, resign. Once he resigns, then people will be happy with Rob Manfred. And that will be the best thing he has ever done in the sport of baseball. Oh, 100%. Like, there hasn't been one good thing. Like, you look at it like... That, that will be it. it that will be it. Like, when Rob Manfred resigns, that will be the best thing to happen to baseball. Like, you can complain about Artie. You can complain about the owners. You can complain about whatever. But at least, like, and you can't get worse than Manfred. Like, you can you can put anybody else there. Like, you don't have to have a player as the commissioner. You don't have to have, like, a former player. You don't have to have, um, you know, you, you don't have to have a lawyer. You don't have to have somebody that doesn't know baseball at all, like Rob Manfred does. 
you just need somebody to represent the owners a little bit better and not screw up every little thing that like he says, like literally everything like he, he has done in the past two years in, in a sense and it is, has just not been good. So you want to know what's a, sad? What? I think Scott Boris would do a better job. Well, so here's the thing. Here, here's that's, the thing with that's, that. That's rough. Here's the thing that with Scott that. Boris like, could do a better job. Would Scott Boris actually like – so this is my thought on this, and it's kind of an interesting thought. That's rough. Do you start having two commissioners? You have one commissioner to represent the owners, and you have another commissioner to represent the players. Granted, that's already what Tony Clark is. I was going to say Clark that's what it is. Yeah, Tony Clark doesn't get that, that – you know, say that he does like Tony Clark should be like, it should be almost like a, in a sense, like a one-on-one meeting. Like Tony Clark should be meeting with Rob Manfred in a sense. Like I know that, sh- that that's how it's supposed to supposed happen to go, you know, but like, but it doesn't know. happen that way because Manfred thinks he has more power than he does. Exactly. So he, he just kind of does whatever he wants, but it, in an ideal world, yes, Tony Clark would have a little bit more say in, in some of the nonsense that mm-hmm. uh, Manfred does kind of like the, Automated strikes on th- in, in AAA like that. That's the worst place for it. You know, if, if you're so gung ho about having an automated strike zone, which I think is terrible for the game, uh, put it in high A. You know, let the let the kids who just get uh, drafted let them go to rookie ball in low A and, and figure out how to play professional baseball. And then once they get to low A or high A, excuse me, let them use the automated strike zone. Fine, but don't put it in AAA where you got a guy who's, you know, maybe you have a guy who's. Uh-huh terrible era because he you know isn't getting calls that he normally does and maybe he doesn't get called up or you got a guy who's hitting 350 because he's getting extra half inch off the plate that he normally doesn't get he gets called up and gets absolutely shredded in the show because they're they're calling that pitch that you know they're not calling in triple a so terrible terrible move and that's something that tony clark should be involved with but i think we should move on before we get uh too upset on rob manfred well, I mean, this is what this podcast is going to be about, by the way. So if you, you guys are interested in, in Rob Manfred and the CBA, that's what we're talking about today. And, um, you know, we can just like kind of start it right off, uh, right off the bat here. I don't, I don't even want to do any introductions. You know who I am. You know where to follow us. You know to subscribe. Press the little subscribe, subscribe button if you're watching us. Um, but, you know, let's just jump right into it. Honestly, like, let's, let's start. You know, since, since we have a really good flow going here with this complaining thing that we have going on, we are not complainers by any means. We understand. We, we get both sides of, of arguments a lot of the times. But you want to know what really grinds my gears? This minor league situation. Again. Oh, I texted you right away. I was really? not happy with that. No, I texted you right away. So, on that. So, here's, here, so you go back. You go back. Um, pre, I guess right at the pandemic, um, around that time, there was the talk about getting rid of minor league teams to, to make sure that you're able to spend more money on your minor leaguers. I don't know if that was the initial thought, but that's what was said. Yep. Um, was making minor leagues a better place, in a sense. Um, that's not happening. <laughs> like, like no. the MLB all of a sudden just comes out out of nowhere and says, "Hey, our minor leaguers that are going to spring training camp here really soon. All, all of actually not just minor leaguers, all of um, Major League Baseball that's on minor league contracts that are not on the forty man roster will be at this. Will be at minor league spring training here in the next couple days, couple weeks. Um, looking to report and." All of a sudden, MLB does not want to pay them to be there. Like, like I think the best the the best thing that I heard out of this whole thing was, "What are we running an unpaid internship now? Yep. Like, is the minor leagues now an unpaid internship? Like, oh, like, you know, we're not we're not going to pay you, but you get the experience. Like, 
put this on your resume. Like, Hey, you just came to spring training. Congratulations. You know, like one month out of the year too. like, okay, they're not getting the same training in, you know, March, April, May, June when, when they're actually playing. So what, what do we have coaches for if they're not doing anything in March, April, May, June? They, they only coach in, in February in, in spring training? Like, come are the, on. Are the, play, uh, the coach is not going to be there, you know? Like, are scouts not going to be, be at minor league spring training? I mean, this is absolutely a joke. Honestly, this is a joke. The, the MLB should, should just leave my minor leaguers alone. Like, you no. can only – honestly, you couldn't have done anything worse for minor leaguers, and somehow you did. Like, nobody could have thought of this. Not one person was like, you know, if you could really make the minor leagues worse, there's only one thing you can do, and it's take money from them. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's take money away from the minor leaguers who already make 50 cents a week. Yeah. It's no, a great idea. We've, we've got a lot of friends that have been in the system. We have a lot of friends. We know a lot of people that have been in the system and it's, um, it's tough. You know, we've heard a lot of crazy weird stories and, and, you know, confirm stories too, you know, of, of people living in, in motorhomes, people living, you know, like in the clubhouse for a while, <laughs> you know, like that's been their home is the clubhouse. Um, so yeah, you know, that's just kind of like, it's, it's tough, you know, like, I think we're just going to complain a lot this this podcast because I have I, I have I have more to complain about in a sense um, in the, on the fan side of things too, but um, yeah, you know it's really really tough. The number that the owners came up with was twenty two hundred dollars a week is what the players are valued at twenty two hundred dollars a week. That's not even like that's and and by the way, if you're putting it in a forty hour work week, because I think these guys are actually working more than forty hours. In a sense, you know, they get there at about five o'clock in the morning and they leave at about two o'clock. I don't know if that's a eight hour work week, um, but, you know, you do the math on that. It's fifty five dollars. Fifty five dollars. I don't know if you're doing the math there. I saw no, you I was doing, I was actually doing math for something else, which is hilarious. Um, so twenty two hundred dollars a week. Right. Mm-hmm. You multiply that by fifty two because, you know, that, we'll just say that's that's how many weeks are in a year. It's over a hundred a hundred grand. Right. They don't make a hundred grand. No. No. So, what what are we talking about? That's what their val. That's what the value is of it. So, that's, so the, that's val- the value so, of minor league spring training per week. So, so then the player. value of a player per season should be the same number at minimum. At minimum. Right. So I mean, you do it times six or seven, correct? Times six or seven. I know, and I know, I know that's kind of that's kind of tough. Um, but you do it times six or seven because players, I don't think get paid when they're not in season, which is a little bit interesting. Well, yes. Know, of, of thing. But yes, no, hundred percent. Like that, that's like, still, that's, that is that's not still a way very more difficult money. thing. That's not a difficult thing to get to though, either as owners, you know, like you just, that, that's like, it's just, and I think we're very, this hits us home at home because we have a lot of friends that have been through this. We have a lot of people that we know have been through this. I mean, friends in the or- Angels organization right now, like, they're like I, I do the covering. Like, I talk to Taylor Blake Ward about this, and on, on a lot of the times, and, and a lot of times, like, it's hard to put your feelings aside in a sense. Like, you know, like a lot of these guys are friends. Like, we talk to a lot of these guys on the side, you know, and a lot of them, you know, will come to us about stuff too. Um, but you know, a lot of this stuff, it's um, it's tough. You know, like it's tough to hear that players are living in motorhomes. You know, it's tough to hear that side of things. So, it's I don't still know. over. By the way, I did the math for if you're just 
doing it per season, it's still over seventy thousand. Or yes, okay. over seventy thousand, which is still more than what the players make. Like most of these guys are making twenty five thousand dollars a year. Minor leagues, it should be minor leagues. It should be low. If you're if you start the season off in low A, you're making a minimum of forty thousand. Start the season off in high A, it's forty five, fifty, whatever you want to go to there. You know, but like if you have a correct salary, like if you give a guy an actual salary of like 40 or something like that. And of course, like if you let him go, then like obviously he's not getting paid. It's like getting fired in a sense, but like it's not difficult in the minor leagues. Like stop screwing over minor leaguers. Um, I think this is all we really have on this. I don't know. Do you have anything else? Because yeah, no, I think let, that was just a rough situation there. Yeah, no. Let's just move on. This has nothing to do with MLBPA. So. Yeah, no, it does, does not. But that was something that, that came out over the weekend and we didn't really get to talk about it. And I feel like we need to get it off our chests. So next thing, next order of business. Um, we both have different thoughts on, on what this, what happened on Friday. Was it when they had this, was it Friday that they talked? Yeah. yeah. Friday, Friday, Saturday, uh, Saturday morning, Saturday morning, something like that. Over Saturday the morning. Cause there was a chance that if it got done on Saturday, we were playing on the actual angels, uh, Spring training complex field. So we were kind of hoping that it was going to get done, but it was a joke. Yeah, that wasn't going to. As in, uh, if I can quote Jeff Passan, the deal was never going to happen. Um, however, though, before we get into like the two main things of this, what the what Major League Baseball came in and proposed, we both have different thoughts on it. And I think I want to kind of give our thoughts on this first. And my thought is, is that, at least MLB came in wanting to discuss something and your thought is hundred percent valid as well. You can look at it that way. And I totally yeah. agree. I do agree. I do agree with it by the way, but you can look at it in, in the way that I thought of it as well as like, this is kind of a stepping stone, you know, like there was never going to be a deal. We knew this, but it's a stepping stone in the right direction. In, in a sense, you look at it and like, at least they came in and they talked about something, you know, at least the players weren't completely unhappy. Like there were a couple of players I think in there that were like, Oh, this actually isn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. So at least it was a little, like it was a step in like the right direction. If you saw my, my tweet, it's an inch forward is better than two inches back. It seems like that's what we had been doing is just kicking backwards, backwards, backwards. And it felt like we kind of moved forward just a smidge, like just an inch, you know, in, in a sense. And, and there could be something in, in there but i also agree with your your side of looking at how this um deal not deal how this proposal you know came in so you can kind of give your your side of it too yeah absolute waste of time honestly these guys are are going to meet with them they're spending time out of their own you know off season to go meet with the owners and rob manfred and the owner said yeah we'll make you an offer but uh we have no no reason to, to believe that a deal is going to get done today. And honestly, just for fun, I looked up the definition of negotiating in good faith. And it says, negotiating in good faith means a serious and honest effort on the part of each party to reach an agreement. That does not sound like the MLB right now. No. Well, you know who needed to bring in a mediator? You know who needed to bring in like the mediator? It wasn't the owners that need to bring it in. It was the players that need to bring it in so the owners can understand what the hell's going on because the owners don't know either. Like I said, I think it's this little step in the right direction. You know, I think like at least we got a proposal, you know, but I totally understand your side too, where it's like, just come to the, just come to the table with a deal that makes sense. You know, stop trying to nickel and dime everything to death. And we'll go over the three things. Um, 
Evan, Evan um, Drellich had, you know, a little, like has three tweets that kind of summarize their whole proposal. But yeah, no, like I totally get your side, 100%. Like I, I get it, you know, and I, you know, I like to look it, it at doesn't ha- It doesn't have to be the best offer in the world. Like <laughs> I'm not saying you have to go out here and like meet every demand that the players are asking for, but just make an offer that you think, hey, so we, we know the ML, we, we know the players want, you know, draft pick compensate or they want draft pick uh, lottery. So that's one thing they want. Maybe you throw that in there. You know, they want uh, a higher minimum salary for the ML, for the uh, first year players. Maybe you throw that in there and you say, Hey, we've given you these two things. Now we're going to keep these two things. Yeah. Like th- that's all we're asking for. Just make it look like you're trying. And right now it looks like Rob Manfred is running the same stupid games he's been running for three years now. Since the pandemic started, he came out and said, oh, I'm just going to continue to to jack these guys around until this exact date because I know this exact date I have to force them to to agree to my demands. And it's like, are we just going to continue to do this? Like, that's not negotiating good faith. It's not. And, and it's bad for baseball. It's bad for everything. Nobody's going to want to watch baseball for Rob Manfred is still in charge of this clown show of a freaking thing that he's got going on. It's unbelievable. I love it, Nate. I love it. I'm in a bad mood Fantastic. talking about Rob Manfred. I can Manfred. see that. I can see that. I can see that, you know. He pisses me off. Your, four, your 4-0 weekend didn't do it, huh? <laughs> Against Little League teams. We played um, that. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I, I agree. Like, and I, I like to take the optimistic approach at this and say like, there was a little bit of like a movement, like you got a proposal, you got something, you know, the players weren't, the players weren't happy, but it was like, Oh, like at least they came to us with something like it wasn't crazy, you know, but like, let's just go over it. Let's just go over what, um, what was kind of said. Um, so the three big key pieces here um, that came out of this, they increased the pre-arbitration bonus pool from 5 million to 15 million. I think the players last came in at 105, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Something like that. 105. It's pretty close. It's so pretty close. We're getting, we're getting there. We're getting there. Like just give a realistic number. Like yeah. we're not asking for 105, if, but at least doing for this, 50. If we're doing this all, if we're doing this all, all like this, these conversations should have started on December 1st. You know, if, if we're, we're going to do, if we're going if to we're gonna play this stupid game, yeah, $5 million at a time, you know, by each side, it's like, you're going to have to find, you're, they'll find the middle eventually. They're, they're never going to, we'll, we'll be August 15th if they're ever going to find the middle. I mean, you, you won't have a season if you're trying to find the middle. So um, at, yeah, at the moment, um, the pre-arbitration pool went up from five to 15. The players, I believe are at 105, I think is uh, what the last one was. Um, so still a large gap there. I think that's the largest gap that we're, we're looking at here. Um, again, another lousy thing that this that this um, proposal came up with was the threshold each season, the salary cap in a sense. Not that there's really a salary cap, but the salary, luxury like, tax, luxury tax, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, if you spend above it, you'll you get taxed a whole bunch, and nobody ever wants to go go to it. And the owners are scared of it in a, in a sense. They don't want not the Dodgers, but yeah, everybody but the Dodgers everybody or the Yankees doesn't want to win. You know everybody who wants to try to tank and, and continue to save money in a sense um, that went up a little bit. So uh, previously um, by year, it's supposed to be 214 million, 214 million, 214 million, 216 million, 220 million up to 2027. If my math is correct on that over the next five years, um, the proposal came out and said 214 million next year, 214 million the year after that, 216 million the year after that, 218 million the year after that and 222 million the year after that. So we're going up 
$2 million each year, basically, besides the first two years. So besides 2021 and 2022, it would stay at 214 at that luxury tax and go up a little bit from there. Again, if we're going to be doing this, if we're still doing this shit, 30 million, oh. still 30 million away from what the players asked for, the players asked for 250. And, you know, honestly, how hard would it be to meet in the middle and say 240 and say, you know what, we're going to go from. I think the players would be happy at 230. If you just say next, this season. If you just say this season we're going to start and keep it at 230 for the next or, five years. Or even go up to like 225 this year and then go up to 230 the next year. Like give, 100%. Like how hard is that? Oh, yeah. And Instead of playing this stupid game of, hey, how about we go up $1 million a year for seven years? And then eventually it'll be $7 million more than what it was today. Yeah. Yeah? Just put, the ta- put, just put it at 230. No one's going to touch that except for the teams that want to go out and try to win. Um, so just put it at 230, like, or don't even have it. Like nobody cares about it. It's, it's literally just something to, so that player, that the owners don't have to spend money. Um, and I, let me just track backtrack what I was apologizing wise, because somebody sent me a tweet saying, um, we're starting a drinking game for every time Jared says 100%. And I've been saying that a lot. Like I've been catching myself say it a lot. So I'm going to try my best not to say it. <laughs> um, but if you want to play that drinking game, you guys are shammered already. You guys, yeah, having, halfway through the show. <laughs> You guys are having a tough time right now with me saying 100%. So let me just get again, it all. There you go 100%, again. 100%, 100%, 100%. <laughs> that is five shots. Go have fun with that, fellas. Um, <laughs> having a good time here. So, but yeah, you know, like meet, meet people in the middle. That's all you got to do. Like just, it's not difficult. Like there, this wasn't this part of the proposal. Like these three parts of the proposal are the ones that get us the most. Like, Yes, the proposal came out here, but it was like nothing. Again, a waste like we're just time. nickel and diamond it. Waste of time. Waste of time. Um, last big thing here that uh, this proposal came with was um, one. Well, they gave two possible scenarios for a league minimum. The first one was a league minimum of three hundred or six hundred and thirty, six hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Sorry, dyslexic here. Flipping flipping numbers around that I shouldn't be. Six hundred and thirty thousand dollars as a twenty k under. Yes, as a flat rate. The players wanted nine, eight, something. I thought it was seven fifty. Was like the one that they were okay with. Seven fifty. That's fine. That's fine. And seven fifty. That's close. Like you're you're in that range. That's one hundred and twenty k off. That's a lot of money. You're close though. At least like this is the closest one. These last two are the closest ones to me. Like we can figure this out. You know. Like Maybe. you're close-ish, you know. Um, if the MLB doesn't go up, you know, 50 cents a day. Yeah. Um, and then the second proposal to the to the um, – wow, I can't think right now. To the league minimum would be a tiered um, league minimum. So if you have zero to one service years, you're at $615,000. <laughs> so you're under. Um if you are one to two service years, you are at $650,000. If you are two to three, you're at seven twenty-five, dollars and it increases um, in two to three. Huh. That's, that's terrible. Because, it's terrible? Yes, because first of all, not only does that give the owners more control of, hey, you know, we were going to let you play, you know, in the big leagues from day one, but now we're going to make you wait till day, t- you know, seven so we can make sure you make 20k less Mm -hmm. because we care about twenty thousand dollars that much 
yeah. even though they, they found that in their couch last night and, you know, threw it away because they wouldn't even pick that up. Um, Martinis. You're spending 20000 on a martini. They wouldn't even bend over to pick up twenty k, but so, so now you're going to allow the owners to manipulate the service time even more, and now you're just basically telling teams, hey, you don't have to pay anyone. Like, typically, you get Mike Trout year three, I believe, was the first time that he made a million dollars. Right, I believe it was year three where he made a million dollars. So now you're telling teams like, you know. We have this tier system set up. This is what they asked for. Don't give them anything more than 720K or whatever the exact number was. I wasn't really listening. I just heard the owners were setting up a tier. And, you know, right when I heard that, it was like, great. More things for them to manipulate. It's an absolute joke. And it's a disgrace to baseball. It's a disgrace to sports. And it's a disgrace to billionaires everywhere that they're going to be this cheap. And if... They're going to continue to do this. They're going to lose a lot of fans, and they are already the laughing stock of all pro sports right now. The NBA is ahead of it. The NFL is light years ahead of it. Pretty soon, soccer is going to take over. Hockey is going to take over. I agree. I totally agree. In the U.S., soccer and hockey are going to take over the NLB because they're going to continue to be this stupid and this pity, and Rob Manfred needs to go, and I think Marcus Stroman said it best. The dude's a man clown. He doesn't even deserve Fred anymore. No such thing as Fred. It's just clown. Man clown. Wow. I, I'm done. Very good. Nate Green, take, uh, take us away here. So, yeah, no, I'm in full agreement with you. I, I think that in granted, so you look at it from both sides here, and I'm going to kind of play mediator here just a little bit for us here, Nate, just a little bit. Um, and I don't agree with it at all, by the way, but you got to. Um, players aren't going to get everything, right? You have to figure out what you got to figure out what you you, want to fight for. And this last thing seems like it's the biggest, you know, keep the tears away, you know, keep the, you know, one to two year, two to three years, zero to one year tears away, you know, and just take the minimum minimum or the lower minimum salary, you know, deal with that the next time, you know, that, that I I get it. I get it. But what you just said, a hundred percent, like you got to take those tears away. Don't, don't let it be with the owners. Don't let Artie Moreno handle this this baseball team any more than he already does, correct? That's correct. But you give an inch, they're gonna take a mile. And they're well, going to see that. that they're gonna see this as a sign of weakness from the players oh, of like, hey, absolutely. oh, we just know they wanna play game. we want they wanna play baseball now. And they don't want to negotiate, so we're just gonna to continue to take, take, take. And Tony Clark is gonna be taken to the cleaners for the second time. Uh, third time i don't think so his, i think i think you got to find his happy tenure media. i do think you got to find a happy median and if you can keep the tears away and you can keep the owners out of the game as much as possible and and angels fans and us covering the angels understand this better than anybody out there dodgers fans don't understand this yankees fans don't understand this but like the teams that their owners come in on on their baseball teams the angels are a perfect example you i mean Artie moreno is in on a lot of stuff we already know this the mets, no. the mets granted the Mets might be a little bit different because Steve Cohen wants to go out there and spend money and win, you know, like sure. they, but that, he, he does the, have the minor leaguers control. don't matter. Yeah. But the minor leaguers control. don't matter, matter to him as much. And that, that's kind of a weird thing to say, but I don't think like that extra, you know, $20,000 matters that much. Like I think Steve Cohen is saying the absolute least out of all of this stuff, magic and his team, the owners, the owners for the Dodgers probably aren't saying much because they're, they're going out there trying to win the Yankees Steinbrenner. You think Steinbrenner cares? 
win a championship. It's time, I, I forgot who the owner is anymore. But it, what what is the goal here? To win a freaking championship. They want to go out there and play in 2022. You know, it's the other 27 teams that are out Oak, here trying. You're going to have Oakland and Tampa Bay who are absolutely going to take advantage of this thing for or Artie. Artie's another one. Yes, he goes out there and spends money. Like, don't get us wrong. He definitely goes out there and spends money. But he does money. not treat minor leaguers well at all. No, 100%. He does, he does not. 100%. And I, I'm in full agreement with that. And I, you know, it, 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 is, it is what it is. So um, I'll leave us with this stat before we get off. I think we kind of went a little bit long here. But, um, but Rob Manfred said in, in, in his own quotes Man I'll Clown. Man Clown. Yes. We can, you can call him, we can call him Man Clown from now on. It, that owning a major league baseball team is a risky investment. This is my final thought. This is our final thoughts. And I said this in a tweet and I have to say it on this. It is a risky investment. Mm-hmm. Artie Moreno bought the angels in 2003 for $183.5 million from Disney. That's how much he bought them for. According to Forbes of March, 2021, the angels are worth $2.085 billion. Sounds pretty risky to me. I don't know. Incredibly risky. And, and Rob and they, Manfred needs to go. Like, it's just as plain and simple as that. Like, if you cannot communicate, if you cannot communicate the game nearly as well, like, Rob Manfred doesn't understand the game. He does not understand it from the owner's standpoint. Rob Manfred doesn't understand it from the player's standpoint. You, you need to get somebody in there that understands it from the, completely from the owner's standpoint. Like, that gets it, you know, and that has been around the game. Get another owner in there. Get a former owner. Get somebody that wants to be that wants to be in there, you know, and doesn't just want to, you know. I understand that the owners voted him in, and and you know, it is what it is. But you need somebody that communicates it better because a lot of this stuff. Rob Manfred is sitting up here, like just poking poking his pride at everybody. You know, he's got the little devil horns and such like that. Just poking his pride at every, poking everybody. You know, whether it's the players, whether it's the owners, and just completely making things clash and trying trying his best to keep baseball the center of attention and it is not good attention right now that is my full belief is that rob manfred is doing this shit on purpose and it is an absolute travesty he is ruining the damn game right now he really really is so nate you got any final thoughts before we let everybody go already did almost lose tens of thousands of dollars in 2020 it, it was almost bad well, for him financially so, so no no 100 percent. come on, come so on. 2021, and there we go boys that's another drink according oh, oh i'm sorry yeah, another drink, 100% right there. And there's another <laughs> one for you. So um, uh, in, in 2022, in this, or in 2021, I think Forbes had the Angels losing uh, um, $33 million in revenue. No, so that's don't fair. And, and, and I get that. That's 100%. so risky. One, you've owned the, he's owned the year for, he's owned the team for almost 20 years, almost. I think it's 20 years next year. Um, and he's lost. 30 million one time and every other year he has gotten money. If the owners are so worried and this I is what I I'm gonna, this is this is my last thing. This is my very last thing. If the owners are so worried about money, sell your baseball teams. Yep. Sell your team if you're that worried about money, bring somebody in that doesn't care about the money because the money that the money that you Steve are going to make Cohen. The money that, yes, bring in more Steve Cohen's. I am all for Steve Cohen. Bring in all the Magic Johnsons, bring in all the Steve Cohen's, bring in all of the uh, George Steinbrenners. I know he's not there anymore. Bring in anybody who wants to win a championship. And I'm saying this as a player and a, um, as a fan and, you know, as somebody looking at it from an owner's standpoint, if you think that owning a major league baseball team is risky, sell your team right now. Right? Like Artie Moreno can go out and make 
at minimum, he's going to make $2 billion, right? Like after taxes, you kick it down. He's probably at $1.5 billion. Like no, we're talking he's in billion. California. So it's like 1 billion. Yeah. It's okay. It's fine. He's making $1 billion. Like, Oh, oh well, you know, and he probably honestly can probably write it off. What's so he, he gonna, probably can figure out a way to get uh, uh, quite a few million dollars back. And how's he going to buy his fifth house with only $1 billion? That's fair. <laughs> I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. Manfred needs to go. I'm with it. I still, I still think the hashtag needs to happen. Yeah, I started it. Manfred must go. Yep. You're welcome. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast here, Talking Halos, and making us the best Angels podcast out there. I truly do believe it. Um, let the takeover begin here at Talking Halos. Again, making us the best podcast out there. I truly do believe it. If you could, go ahead and subscribe wherever you're listening. Press that subscribe button below if you're watching us here on YouTube. Be fantastic for us. You can follow myself on Twitter at Jared underscore Tim's. You can follow Nate at NateGreen34. And guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.